Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to, I guess this is a prestige podcast. It might be a pulp podcast, too. It might be uh, all the feeds. This is the annual Groundhog Day wrap-up podcast where Jim and I talk about our experiences, spending 24 hours watching uh, this year's Spider-Man films, and we talk about how much money we raised. Um, I'll get right to that. We'll have Connor, our buddy from the Cure Owls fund uh, here to formally accept it in a few minutes but before he gets here we raised a grand total after we added up all merch all donations and uh, uh, the, the the bits and subscriptions and the stuff that trickled in uh, in the last week $37,608.50 Jim do you recall Damn. our goal 25 grand do you recall our level of pessimism of hitting that goal well, in previous years, we always took like the average of uh, the total we made and set that as a goal. I think the pr- year before it was like seventeen thousand was our goal, and we ended yeah. up getting twenty four. Yeah. This year, we were like, you know what? Forget the average. Let's go for broke. Let's set set a goal of twenty five thousand. Yeah, because the thing is, is like you were like, well, that's only a thousand dollars more than last year, but. That was after the bits and the merch and everything was totaled on. Right. Like it was a lot closer than that and the actual getting the thermometer part. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact, it's, I'm always wondering like, okay, is was that a really good year? Because we had, uh, you know, House of the Dragon um, in the, in, in, and also The Last of Us in the lead up. So we had some, you know, some pretty big rejuvenated audiences. It's been a bit of a drought, but the, 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 Hollywood strike and whatnot, so it felt risky, and we smashed that goal uh, by like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was insane. It's always such a pleasure to set a fearsome goal like that in front of the community. Be a little afraid, do it anyway. Um, I want to talk about. I obviously want to talk about our experience of the the Groundhog Day podcast itself, but I also want to talk about um, maybe some post mortem. Like, what what did we do right this year? Uh, do you want to start with like the experience of the of the marathon itself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things we did right, at least from my personal uh, sense of enjoyment of this thing, is I didn't have to run the show while we were doing the show. Uh, yeah. That was incredibly helpful to just be able to sit back, watch the movies, engage with chat be stupid on mic and on camera and not have to worry is the stream still up uh have i updated the goal is like everything still working that's all taken care of for us by eric and levi isn't it incredible that because you and me decided to keep in touch by starting a podcast when you moved to chicago that we Mm -hmm. 
It's not we could not afford to hire Eric and Levi. Eric and Levi no, no. are extremely talented, well qualified men in their professions. Um for twenty four hours? Yeah. For a twenty four hour thing, they volunteered their time. Uh and not just that, like we we there was weeks of prep work and brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Um if you saw our merch this year, which was excellent, that's another thing I think we did right. That was all Eric just doing his you know, uh his his design illustrator hat like again that's not his real Mm -hmm. job either that's just something he does for Uh fun and he fucking crushes it um we that that yeah like there's always been an hour and a half or so where i have to do some kind of dog and pony because jim is doing some kind of behind the scenes technical issue uh, there's always like, you know, I, I you know, like I, I'm always missing the end and beginning of movies because I'm running a randomization thing for the sweeps. It, having these guys just do that. Plus there was no downtime. Like we've seen yeah. in the graveyard shift where we take a break for 15 minutes or so. Like we come back and there's, you know, 30% of the audience is belted away because they've fallen asleep and they're finally like, ah, oh, they mm-hmm. t- no chance to tap out this year. <laughs> no off ramp. <laughs> it's all and, gas. And, you, yeah, no breaks, all gas. Eric had <laughs> prizes, um, contests, game shows, um, super cuts of. Maybe we can talk about that the the insanity of some of the stuff that, that you guys experience when it comes. Because um, I had heard of the Italian Spider Man. Um, mm-hmm. I have heard of you know the nineteen seventy eight uh, made for TV Spider Man films. Yeah. I had no idea there was a Turkish Spider-Man. <laughs> I had no idea there was a Japanese Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And the stuff I saw in those like interstitial elements was just madness. It was like staring into some kind of Lovecraftian fever dream that was oh, I loved it. Yeah, co-written when I was, by Stan Lee. <laughs> when I was uh coming up with the overlay for this year, I had to you know, sit there for hours at a time perfecting like just tweaking things. And I'd have either a, one of the Spider-Man movies playing or more likely the Turkish Spider-Man on watching him torture people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was it was pretty surreal experience for hours and hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to see Spider-Man uh, in a duel to the death of Captain America, mm-hmm. I highly recommend the Turkish Spider-Man. Um, but and yeah, that's the, the thing about those those like interstitial things we did between the movies, we really wouldn't have been able to do those. Like, especially the complex ones, like the marble races. I mean, I wouldn't have had time. I I was working right up to the wire on this thing. I wouldn't have had time to do those super cuts that Levi did for the Turkish Spider-Man or Japanese. And that was born. It would have just been the screen that says, we'll be back. Uh Uh-huh. And I like that marble race was born of me on uh, New Year's Eve happened to catch a streamer New Year's Eve party and they were doing this marble game with everyone in chat and I'm like this looks like a lot of fucking fun this beats mm-hmm. to hell but it would have just been an idea I had for like we'll add it to the document yeah. maybe in a future year but with Eric and Levi there we could execute on that um, in fact Levi had a good friend of his who's like a spreadsheet guru uh, mid- mm-hmm. middleware guru and at the very last minute we realized we didn't know how to convert you know, like we were wanting to convert like every $50 as a marble, blah, blah. We couldn't really do that. And he called his buddy and like 15 minutes later, he had this like complicated script that just did it. So it's yeah. like, yeah, the force multiplier of having other people there you can rely on uh, 
Levi could go grab us something. Uh, you know, Eric was setting up the interviews that we had because we had a couple special guests to stop by here and there, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, how did this? Because um, I think last year was the toughest that I've experienced yet to get through. Like those four o'clock to seven o'clock. Like I felt, I felt like I was dying last year. This yeah. year. I had a little bit of an allergy issue, which gave me a bit of a sore throat that was oh. really interfered with the 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 um, the angry Rick and the good times Riker mm. segments of the evening. I had to kind of retool those a little bit. Yeah. But this year, um, the actual I, I didn't have much problems getting through. Like I felt tired, certainly, but I wasn't like threatening to fall asleep like I've been in, in last year. Yeah, I was going to say, I think last year, the, maybe the symptom of that is you, or the cause of it is you came in with less sleep last year. Because I think, mm. wasn't it last year that you came in saying you got like five or six hours of sleep or yeah, something? Yeah, last year I fucked up the sleep cycle. Come, yeah. Yeah, that's always rough. Uh, we we kind of had inverse experiences because last year I, I always zombify. We need to do a 22-hour marathon because the final movie is always just me sitting there staring not like desperately trying to stay awake but being unable to really interact with anything around yeah. me i'm a zombie yeah. uh so so that's a weird thing like i i never felt like i was in trouble of actually falling asleep but it was more like can i be entertaining during these last two hours because i came in with almost no sleep i got three hours of sleep the night before and not like not the good kind of three hours, if there is such a thing, where you Probably. sleep from like eight until eleven p or eleven a.m. and then you get up and do your normal. I went to bed at three o'clock, expecting to wake up at eleven with eight hours of sleep. I woke up at six a.m. Could not get back to sleep, and that's a so that's the, the type of sleep where you're freaking out, where it's like I know this sucks. I know I should it, be asleep right now, and it now. just makes I it desperately worse. want to be asleep. I had yep. um. This year, I almost had that happen, and I woke up at, like... Because, you know, my thing is, like, um, the half-life of melatonin is, like, three to four hours. So, if my thing is, if I wake up and I can sleep for another three hours, I'll take another melatonin and go back to Mm -hmm. bed. And this year, it's, like, I woke up right at 7, like, 6.45, which is, like, three hours and 15 minutes. And I'm, like, oh, man, this is, like, the ultimate gamble. Fuck it, I want to take another melatonin. And it did. It got me back to sleep and woke up groggy, but with a full, like, eight hours um, going into the thing. So I didn't have any problems. Like, I I think last year, in fact, you could probably catch me micro-sleeping. I probably just, like, blanked (laughs) out for 10, 15 seconds where I wasn't even conscious. That Um, doesn't count. But yeah, I was you know, no no one could tell. But I also that's the last year's one of the reasons like the the Good Times Riker thing went off is because that was me desperately trying to keep myself awake, you know, and um, to entertain people while I was just staring yeah. like a mindless automaton. Yeah. Now, how I, what I fucked up is I usually get over this within a day, and my strategy is mm-hmm. I go I go back to my bed. Um, I'm asleep by like two p.m. Um, usually the commotion of my house of my wife or my son kind of, you know, getting dinner together wakes me up around six thirty, seven o'clock. I wake up very tired. I eat dinner. I socialize with the family till like nine or 10. I go to sleep. I wake up eight or nine the next day. And now I'm back on my right schedule and I'm good to go. 
this time I and I I don't even I didn't even bother to set an alarm because I thought surely the creature stirring in my house because I got you know Jack over here I got Eric and Levi I don't have to set an alarm I woke up from the deepest sleep at like ten forty five that night oh man and uh, you know we we usually we've been doing victory waffles we didn't get to do that because I was actually at your house I don't want to drag all that stuff and leave and make the waffles but Eric and Levi had never been to Waffle House because from Seattle. I'm like, great, mm-hmm. we'll go to a we'll do a midnight run at Waffle House. What could be better? And I thought since they're from the West Coast that they'll come back and they'll be ready to go to, you know, a couple hours. We'll play some games and stuff. We get back home and they're like, oh, man, belly's full of waffles. Think we're just going right back to sleep. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I couldn't get to sleep to like three thirty four o'clock. And the whole fucking week, dude, I was fighting that clock yeah. being off. It took me yeah. the entire week to recover. I did the same thing. Um, although I just don't, maybe I just don't feel as good without sleep as you do because I was not up for anything that night. Like I, I woke up around seven with like a few hours of sleep after that thing, or maybe it's cause I went in with less sleep, but like, well, I yeah, was that's just out of it. Unprecedented to go into a 24 hour marathon of three hours of sleep. That's insane. I, in fact, I, I was like, you know what? To. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, Jim's going to fall asleep tonight. I'm not even going to be mad. Like it's it's bound to happen. One of these. This is the year he falls asleep on air, and I'll just like drape a blanket over him, and (laughs) we'll we'll we'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, but uh, somehow somehow powered through. It was a lot of um, coffee. I was drinking coffee pretty much every movie. Uh, Yeah, I I never got jittery, which I I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a certain point at which coffee. I don't know. The sleep and the coffee cancel each other out. And mm. you just, I don't know, hit an equilibrium. But yeah, I didn't feel too bad. Exist. You just exist. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And now, back with more Bald Move. I another thing I think we did right. We 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 talked around this is like our merch. Our merch is usually kind of an afterthought, and it sells a uh, you know like we've had some pins, we've had some t-shirts, you know, it contributes somewhere like a thousand, two thousand dollars. Um, this was you know we we raised thirty seven thousand six hundred eight dollars and fifty cents. Um, thirty one thousand of that was straight donations. We had another like two hundred dollars in bits, another five hundred dollars in subscriptions. There's like five, six thousand dollars of merch sold. Uh, we nice. sold one hundred and fifty-two shirts, thirty-one Good Times Riker mugs. Um, we'd sold uh, the most, the sixty-seven of the main, the blue Spider-Man variant, and and uh, that was the one we did this year. Is we. Eric did custom variants for each kind of era of Spider-Man. So we had a Spider-Gwen. We had a Miles Morales shirt. We had a Mysterio shirt. We had a Doc Ock shirt. Uh, this Mysterio shirt that was like the graveyard shift, the beginning of the... It, this is might be the most exclusive Bald Move shirt in existence. Only nine copies will ever be made because mm. it's too late. If you're listening to this, it's like, oh, I'd love yeah. to get... 
fuck off. The try, try again next yeah, year. Yeah, they were limited time. Uh, yeah. Well, no, can't even try again next year. That's they what were I'm limited. saying. Yeah, Those... get, get your shirt next year if you want it because it's going to be gone. Uh, and and yeah. and the. Uh, um, I thought that was and... a brilliant way to up the uh, the sales. Uh, it, the sales translating to donations to the charity. Um, yeah. and they we, were great we really looking. into the FOMO because like they were only available for specific movies, and then yeah. they were gone. So. And, and and we kept them secret. We didn't tell anybody what they were going to be or when they would show up. Or even that they think, would exist. Like the first time they yeah. found out it was happening is when we rolled out the, the um, what was it? The, the Miles Honk? Morales one? Was that the first one that came out? I think it was the Miles Morales that came out. Oh, yeah. It might have been. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that helped. Although I could also see, I, we were wondering before, because we were debating whether this is a good idea or not um, mm. to keep everything secret. Because, you know, people won't know that there's going to be another, so will they spend their money now? But also, if they realize what we're doing, they might be holding on to their money, for a, hoping right. for a different see, shirt later. Shirt, and then they get through the, sh- the final one and it sucks or... But yeah. that, the secret is none of them suck. They were all fucking awesome. They, they were, were all. Awesome. Yeah. Eric made this uh, really cute, um, essentially fill the groundhog with uh, wearing a spider suit, and he had the mask pulled up so you could see his cute little groundhog face, and had the you know annual uh, groundhog day Spideython with bald move in 2024, and it was the same you know uh, basic concept. It's like you know he was wearing a Mysterio costume or Doc Ock costume. And they're just really cute. They had custom colors. And the fact that they were super exclusive, I think really made the move the needle. Um, I my love only, the good time Riker my, mug. Oh, go ahead. My only disappointment with the groundhog day ones is that Phil did not have real groundhog teeth. <laughs> Cause I love the Phil with real groundhog teeth. I think we debated doing that. We're like, you know what? Let's we not did. make it's the merch worse for yeah. the sake of j- the, the the shitty teeth joke that we've been doing for seven years now. Uh-huh. Um, another successful thing is I think people love Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, none of like even like only what two of these movies you could even argue were kind of trash. Um, and I like think Spider-Man one of them held up and, better than we expected. But which yeah. one? Uh, Spider-Man three, Gar- Andrew Garfield. That second, that amazing Spider-Man is garbage, hot garbage. What do you think about the first one though? First one's fine. I think I, the, someone said this that he is the uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan of the Spider-Man. Is that he, Andrew Garfield, is actually a superior Peter Parker and Spider-Man, but he's saddled with just mediocre. Like, if you want to say Amazing Spider-Man is his golden eye. First of all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if it is because Goldeneye is actually a pretty yeah. good Bond, I think. But I do too. It's an it's okay, it's okay. Um, but that second one was pretty pretty shit. It's awful. Uh, I I don't know that I ascribe to that theory that he is uh the Pierce Brosnan of the Spider Men because I also think that movie doesn't do a very doesn't do a great Peter Parker. I mean, maybe he could have been, but he didn't get the opportunity because I think Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker is like more Peter Parker to me. Yeah, we came He's down more to like, the nerd. I think if he just wore glasses from the beginning instead of contacts, yeah, like Peter Parker should it. he should have started with glasses, man. But we had um, I think it's a great. And the other thing is it 
you um i've been saying this a lot and it's like it's my final opportunity to do it like you just really did up the look and feel of this stream right like it looked you designed mm, the yeah. marathon aesthetic uh to look like a comic book page like it had nice mm-hmm. you know looked like each each individual uh box and they had the little borders between them with a little printing and that looked like it had that do tone printing process uh you um usually the movies we try to have some way to kind of like you know hide the fact this is copyrighted material so that we don't get struck and all that and it's been various successes but you know people are always like oh you know um you got this process where the is beautiful like the films was put through this process that made them look like animated comic book films yeah and just then, half tone filter nothing then, fancy then you you somehow redid the captions to appear in like an editor's note box and they were in yeah. like a pitch perfect comic book script so it looked like you were watching a living comic book at all times and it's just yeah it looked like a, i mean it just it, it's the best thing i think it's the best looking stream bald moves ever put on all right. Well, th- thank you. I appreciate that. It did take a lot of effort. That uh, subtitle stuff was actually the hardest part because yeah. I had to go in and uh, kind of expand. The way I did, I the way I typically do it is I have one instance of the movie that I blurkle with whatever effect, and then I have another where I just crop it down to where the subtitles are going to be. But then you can kind of match those pixels up to the movie because it has to be unblurkled. Yeah. Uh, this time what I did is I added like a, a section of sort of green at the bottom of the movie. I had to re-encode all these movies multiple times, mm-hmm. but I added green at the bottom, had the subtitles show down there and encoded them directly in with Premiere. And then I just used a chroma key to filter out the green. So this time I could just crop down a, a clean, pristine text. So yeah, paste, paste in that box. I thought it, it worked out amazing. really well. I was super impressed when I saw the effect going for the first time. I was like, yes, this yeah, looks you good. nailed it. You nailed it. And it's so good. We had like, you know, nice transitions. Um, we, you know, the, like we had these like extended animated Spider-Man swinging and the Turkish Spider-Man is like the inter- intermission stuff. All the game shows like Eric, Eric, Eric mm-hmm. is really good at gamifying things. Oh, yeah. um, like Eric's a party on wheels. There's a reason that he's kind of like does all the party planning for our bypack stuff is because he's just really good at coming up with like, you know, like one, you know, one year we showed up and uh, we were issued nerf guns and we were like secret agents trying to assassinate each other each weekend. And he's always got this way to do it. And he had, um, you know, Spider-Man trivia. He had a family feud where he pulled the bald move audience to come up with like the most popular answers for this, that and the other spot. And then did a family feud style like runoff. He did um, uh, can Aaron say it uh, where <laughs> he had a bunch of words for me to try to pronounce and. Uh, they showed the contestants the word and then they wagered whether I could say it or not. And then they'd bring me in there and I would either say it right or wrong. And, uh, and then the marble thing, which I don't know. So the, the, this marble game is a plugin that you can upload a spreadsheet that has people's names in it. Each name becomes a marble and it's like marble madness. And it just drops all the marbles onto this course and it's all gravity based simulated gravity. First marble wins. 
And we had, that was just so much fun because like some were genuinely competitive. The marbles Mm -hmm. were just like neck and neck. Sometimes there'd be weird like Rainbow Road Mario Kart shit where a marble would get flung off the course and then fall to a later (laughs) level and essentially cheat. Uh, there was there was there there was a lot of that was just added a lot of interest and it was never not super exciting. Yeah, uh, no, I genuinely got into it. I was like, yes, rooting for my marbles because we each chose like half the alphabet. I had my wheel of fortune strategy, which didn't work out too well for me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that thing is like, yeah. We, we had done this thing where we had agreed beforehand to like, I forget how much money we did, but it's like, we're going to pool our, you know, we're going to say we're going to donate this much. And then the game is going to then make Jim or I donate more or less money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was kicking your ass, dude. Like you were doing this like absolutely RL Stein Wheel of Fortune strategy <laughs> on picking which names are going to win. And I was up uh-huh. like nine to two. And then Eric started speaking of Mario Kart, rubber band in your ass or it's like, oh, this game's worth three points and uh, whoever starts the name with a J gets two points and uh-huh. yeah. Um, Apparently we have a lot of fans whose names start with A through M in the alphabet mm-hmm. or they just contributed more because and had yeah. more marbles because yeah, I was losing big time. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it was also nice to have those games because I could get up and guilt free like eat something go to the bathroom just like take care of my human hemorrhaging watchers and that's the other thing is like i don't that we dipped below 200 a little bit but we got north of 300 like this i think we had about 40 percent more live watchers we had over 500 unique donators which is a new record like that's double what we had before um and i'm going to lead that to like i think that's another thing we did right um i think we advertised this well I've always in the last few years, I've always heard people say, oh, man, I didn't know you're going to do it. Oh, I didn't know this is all oh, Groundhog Day snuck up on us. This, uh, and I'm like, how? We always talk about it. We're doing the social media stuff. But at this time, I'm like, you know what? I hate doing ads. But if there's one time that I can do ads and if, what are people going to do? You're telling us about your charity thing too much. We did a seat. We we did. I think we did a pretty good conventional ad campaign, but we also recorded a series of these like ten to fifteen second long. Hey, Jim and I are watching every Spider Man movie ever made this weekend to raise money for the Cure Owls Foundation. It's at uh, you know, here's a link, and we're just in and out before people had a chance to skip it. Yeah. Those things were played like eighty thousand times. If you listen to a Bald nice. Move podcast in the week leading up to the Groundhog, you knew about Groundhog Day. And it made a huge difference. I didn't hear yeah. nearly as many people say. In fact, I, I've hardly heard anyone say at all that I didn't I didn't know it was happening. And again, I hate blowing people out that many ads, but I will do it for charity. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is this the first time we've done a work day? It's not the and first that, time, as I think literally the first time we did, it was a Friday. Time, to, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's but been a do while. Do you think that contributed? Man, I bet. De- okay. So it does seem like a lot of bald movers value having time to kill at work. Um, I, I know it did I fuck would. over a couple of bald movers and notably Michelle, you know, yeah. um, she yeah. was not able to attend like the first eight hours because she's got a very mean boss. Don't so let her watch anything fun <laughs> on YouTube when she's at work. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it certainly didn't hurt us. I don't know if that's something that we want to do 
ever, but like, but yeah, um, having it, it like always people... depends on the calendar and when Groundhog Day hits. But but we weren't competing with the Super Bowl at all, which I think was useful. I don't I don't That's know if nice. we ever do, but sometimes. Well, we did the last uh, two. I think the last two years we haven't because they added a week to the schedule, which threw the right. Super Bowl out of Groundhog Day weekend. But I we had a really strong start to this stream. Like mm-hmm. I was impressed. We were at like five thousand dollars in the first movie or something like that. It we was... were like over twenty five hundred before the fucking thing started. Like right, I, right. Like there was a person that donated fifteen hundred dollars, like on uh, January thirty first. Like there was a we had a pile of cash. I mean, I think we began. I think we began the uh, the thermometer with like eleven percent of towards the goal <laughs> at hour zero. Right. You know, that's when you start getting yeah. excited, right? So, but but we also we continued that trend. I mean, it just it didn't stop. It wasn't like, oh yeah, you can see here where everybody's at work, and then they come home and they eat dinner, and then it picks up in the prime time. No, it was. I I feel like doing it during that work day where people want to be watching something to take their yeah. mind off the work they're doing. Yeah, uh, it might have helped us honestly. It might, and uh, sad also the Saturday where it's like you know. Um, uh, you're, you're not you're not you're not torpedoing everyone everyone's whole weekend too right, right. you know right just the beginning I think that <laughs> helps um i think that uh and, and and yeah for whatever reason there wasn't really a dead period like certainly things slowed mm-hmm. down and got weird in the graveyard shift but there'd be times where we go 45 minutes almost an hour without hardly any donos i don't think yep. that ever happened it was just no, steady not this time it slowed down, but again, we carried, I think, like 180 plus live viewers the whole time, steady donations the whole time. The merch, you know, you know, we, we were having new merch that was introduced. It's all that stuff kind of helps. Um, and because we had a producer, we were able to integrate the merch. That was always fun, too. Like we do in between movies, merch dumps where it's like, you know, we do a mm-hmm. drum roll and then uh, Levi would update the total and would jump forward. You know, so like we that Miles Morales shirt, like probably two thousand dollars all by itself, you know. It was mm-hmm. super cool. Uh, could not be happier with the way that aspect of it ran. Um, I will say one thing we could do better. Our guest comms. We oh, yeah. actually had some people's names. I was like, we had uh, Dave uh, Gonzalez and Joanna Robinson who wrote the, you know, our podcasting buddies. You know, Joanna's a big name. Uh, she just did this uh, MCU book. Uh, something happened with her where she missed like the first half hour of our segment talking to her. We had a great time talking to Dave, super knowledgeable, mm-hmm. knows all the Marvel stuff, had a great, a bunch of great stories about the Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man in particular. We were talking about the MCU book and, uh, Joanna showed, first of all, Joanna showed up and I've got, we've got a paid account for bald move Skype. Mm-hmm. Or not Skype. This was a zoom, zoom. but we were yeah. using yours, which I don't think is a paid account. And we mm-hmm. didn't know this. So the first one, like Joanna just showed and we had just kind of been talking about. So I'm like, OK, well, let's just talk about our personal connection to Alzheimer's. And she started to launch into this kind of like, you know, heartfelt dedication about her relationship. And we hung up on her because we got the 30 and Eric was in our ear going like, uh, guys, there's like three minutes left. The call is about to hang up. And I because of the sound levels, I, I couldn't hear him or no. I think he had the yeah. mic muted. So hmm. we had our headphones on. I couldn't really hear. I thought he was talking to Levi. And just like, we just hung up on him. And we're like, 
what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then the bald meat community starts like, oh, they got snapped, which was super funny. Yeah. Uh, super yeah, on brand good. way to look at it. And Joanna was sorry that she missed most of it. And she actually uh, graciously agreed to make it up the next morning. But like <laughs> by the at 10 a.m., two hours yeah, before the thing ended. Yeah. Uh, we got to that point. We We got to like 8 a.m. And we were like, can we have Joanna back on? Because we're not in our right minds right now. <laughs> and once we got the the Zoom part of it figured out, because we just got on, you know, that we got that fixed. Um, the other problem we had is some way the reason that the sound was piped that it, that it was echo causing the guest audio to echo back at him like a quarter second delay. Now, if you don't know, mm-hmm. it locks up most people's brains if you just repeat yeah. back what they're saying like a quarter second. It's like something about that mm-hmm. is such a profoundly unnerving experience. It destroys your ability to make sentences. So for one interview, Eric was like literally writing a mute button. Every time the guy started talking, he'd mute it so the echo yeah. wouldn't go back and then he'd unmute it. That's a that lot to Shay. do. Which yeah 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 it was rough because like I I'm pretty sure he couldn't hear me when I was talking to him he just got kind of had a blank stare or maybe he just doesn't like me I don't know uh, but yeah it was really interfering with the conversation because I don't so think Eric thing. could tell yeah. when to mute or unmute I don't think Shay's a huge comic book fan and he, we were the whole week leading up because I yeah I took it because Shay's a big big name like combined uh-huh, between him yeah. and Joanna Robinson all the guests we had we had like a million Twitter followers. Uh, and I reached out and he was like game to do it because he's got a personal, he talked about his aunt in Chicago um, having Alzheimer's, um, just getting a diagnosis. And so he's like, yeah, kind of like as a sign from the universe, I better help these guys out. Uh, but he's like, kind of like when I was spitballing ideas we could do, he's like, you know, didn't have a lot because he's not the biggest, the biggest comic book guy. But his friend, our mutual friend, Jason Concepcion, he just started mm-hmm. doing this NBA podcast. Well, Jason, has got X-ray vision. Jason's like a nerd's nerd. He's up on everything. And mm-hmm. uh, but he schedule didn't quite work out. So he still showed up alone. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm so glad that he came on. But we had the oh, audio yeah. issue. Uh, we yeah. didn't get it worked out. Pete came on and like Jim just didn't, you know, couldn't couldn't, couldn't hear me participate at all. at all. And that was yeah. weird. Um, and then who else do we have? That was all right. I don't want to miss anybody. Dave, Joanna, Shay, Pete, Talitha. Oh my God, we yeah, forgot. Yeah, Talitha. Oh. Talitha came on, but she didn't have a problem because she was on. She was like a reasonable person who used Discord, not this old band Zoom yeah. crap. Um, so that was a perfectly fine interview, and and it was the 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 best of the interviews with the least amount of production problems. Uh, yeah, so we that that worked, but it's like, man, I wish we had. That was the one thing we couldn't quite soup the nuts test. Oh my God. The other thing is the day before we had yeah, the whole I, day mm-hmm. to work out technical issues. We all thought, oh, we'll show up at noon. We'll be we'll have a laugh. We'll be out of there by three. Hang out some. We fuck. How late were we there at your house working out issues? I, dude? I never thought that. I never thought that <laughs> you guys might have thought that. I, like knowing how much work the back end stuff took in the first place. I'm like, we're going to be lucky to pull this all together in a day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were there until 11 p.m. that night for trying like to noon get to all 11, the audio issues setting, to work, the video issues, the, getting it, the environment set up. 
that's the thing. In addition to creating the overlays and getting all the videos prepped and everything we need to do, the subtitle effects and stuff, I had to move my computer from upstairs because my workstation was like the battle station for the, yep, the yep. whole production. So I had to move it from upstairs in this room, which is way too cramped for four people, to downstairs where we had a little space. And that was an effort on in its own right. It took me at least a full day just to move the stuff. And even when you guys got there, we were still running cables and mics and stuff. You were helping... Mm-hmm like string things across the ceiling and trying to keep everything out of trip hazard range. Yeah. It was, it was a thing, man. We're kind of plussing thing. We're doing two things, trying to work on things and then also plussing things. Like one thing I mm-hmm. realized that like our background was kind of plain. So I went to Walmart and yeah. got a whole bunch of like, have like $5 Spider-Man posters. I got every Spider-Man poster, put them up on the walls, got some red yeah. and blue lights. That just instantly that made was it look clutch. Oh, uh, yeah. Way I, I cooler. Think, like, the overlay looked good, but the lighting looked very good. Yeah, it really set things off. And, uh, yeah, just making sure everything worked and, uh, you know, got, got, got snacks for everybody that day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, try to think if there's anything. Because, yeah, the only flaw was, like, we our guest audio sucked. I wish, I wish that had been fixed because it definitely made the interview with, like, Shay and Pete feel a little bit more stilted than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks to all those and uh, the people that did show up. And like I said, uh, uh, I, it's it's a damn shame that we couldn't get Joanne Joanne on there for longer than like thirty seconds before we hung up on her. Yeah, and um, then we told her the next day. It's like first of all, we are about to lose our minds. I don't even know what'll happen if you come on. And second of all, we have had like audio issues. It's like kind of like I, I I really appreciate it. Thank you for for being willing to come on and. What else is there to talk yeah. about? Um, what the big foods? We haven't talked about food at all. I mean, I know you said you got snacks and stuff. I was astonished that. Well, first of all, I was astonished that neither Eric nor Levi slept. They both stayed awake with us the full twenty-four hours. They didn't have to. I mean, they had I think two Levi hour was periods. Pissed. Levi's pissed that we called him the sleepiest little guy. That always falls asleep at our sleepovers. So, <laughs> so he was had like, something Fuck. to prove. Yeah, he was. He's like, "Fuck <laughs> you guys. I'm. I'm. I'm going to prove it. I am not the sleepiest little guy. He's uh, not. He crushed it all he 24 did. hours. Uh, he did. Yeah, I, I was impressed by that. But I was also impressed by Eric's iron stomach. I don't know Dude. a man in the verse who can pack away more ding dongs than how many ding dongs did he? Eat? And then it's not over to 24 hours either. Nope. Nope, it was a matter he, of two hours, maybe. He ate he, eight ding-dongs. Eight! Housed if, almost if a whole not crate for, himself. If not for the one that you had and the one that I stole to give to my <laughs> wife because ne- I hadn't had a bad ding-dong in a while or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You hear that? Hear that? My wife's not had a bad ding-dong in a long in time. In a while. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I could not believe when he said, oh, yeah, I, I ate them. I ate them. And I'm like, oh, how many? All of them. Mm-hmm. What? The rest. <laughs> Eight ding. That's yeah. insane. And he and he did. As far as I know, he did not lose his bowels at any point during the no. Uh, proceedings. No, he's as uh, I would have done if I ate. Ding and he ate like a fucking high schooler, and he even said that he's going to pay for it. But like you know, we he went to <laughs> Skyline, did all the Skyline, went to oh right. Frisch's Big Boys, had Waffle the, House, went to Waffle House, had the greasiest. Like we just like that's what he wanted to do. Like I was willing to take them to mm-hmm. nicer places, but he's like, fuck that. I want to do Waffle House. Want to do Frisch's. I want to go to Gold's. 
So, in fact, I think I've the got only here. real meal during that entire time was Domino's Pizza, which you know is Domino's Pizza. Sure, uh, it's not. Everything great. else was just like snacks and Mountain got, Dew. We got Taco Bell beer. at midnight, which should have caused all kinds of problems. Oh right, you guys got Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was clutch, man. That tasted and that, 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 everything came together because that's I've never ordered that much food from that particular Taco Bell or, and have them not fuck up the order hardcore. Mm-hmm. And they got it. At least they got my shit right. I didn't hear anybody else complaining either. But yeah, it is Taco Bell. Half the time, you can't even tell when they get it wrong. Um, <laughs> what else? I want to talk about the memes of this year. Uh, oh, this boy. year, like a couple days before, we're trying to decide because it's always like we like to have things to kick off the contest. Like when we did the Fast and Furious Marathon, Every anytime someone said family, that was first time you hear family. That's yep. when we do the first giveaway or whatever. Um, this like we're talking about what was like well when when um, Spider-Man first shoots his web that's something that happens in every Spider-Man film and Eric was talking about you know the Tobey Maguire ones how they're organic and it got to be the goo shooter and mm-hmm. it's like first goo and that we kind of tickled that made us laugh the whole community ran with the goo memes Oh, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Like every every word that you can substitute goo for was uh, uh-huh. any any word that had like that ooh kind of you know like spooky would did just get converted to goo. Um, yeah, it, it was he had fun. to be. It's one of those things he had to be there. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You're not going to find it funny with us telling it to you. We went goo the spider verse. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the 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 big memes was goo or the other. Uh, the, the so one of the memes is like I because I had a throat problem because I for whatever reason I full throttled a uh, good times Riker at like midnight and yeah. just ripped it was to my introduce throat. the it was to introduce the good times mug. Yeah. And I realized I can't do this all night long. I got a, I, I got a kind of, so I started doing some like good times Riker, but like, you know, like explain this. Like, hey, you know, it's good times Riker, but if you want him for the whole marathon, <laughs> I, I, it's like, I, I was, I was doing like some comedy torture, right? It's like took 20 minutes to tell like a Nick Offerman story to explain. And it's just a different vibe for good times Riker, uh, an angry Rick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, the 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 Koopa, which I had a lot of fun doing. That one, that was enjoyable. That kind of resulted Rick because and the Koopa's uh, political debate was yeah. was was a great moment. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. You fucking fascist. We started. I mean, the, the Koopa thing came up because in one of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, one maybe yeah. the first one. Yeah, there's the reptile or lizard face or whatever his name is. Looks a lizard. The, the lizard looks just like the 1980s Mario Brothers movie. The the Koopas in that. Yeah, not and, not the yeah, yeah the, the the Dennis uh, what's his name Dennis uh, Hopper Hopper uh, Mario Brothers. The all the Koopa Troopas have this ridiculous round little lizard head. Yeah. And I swear to God, it's the it's like a one to one mapping of this lizard. Oh yeah. No, you called it out, and Eric pulled up a picture to show everybody, and I was like, hey, Eric, can you make a mouth cut out of that thing? <laughs> like, between movies or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, so he fired that up. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had some good some good face rig times. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I remember I having know. just a ton of fun 
being blown away by how bad Amazing Spider-Man 2 was because I I expected it to be bad, but it was way worse than I the the dubstep the the, yeah. the shitty music I can't believe how bad the music is in that movie. It's of an era. It was definitely of an era. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I was just pleased. Like you know, um, we had so many more people show up. Um, like some years, uh, when we you know it, it's it's like a lot of people were carrying a lot of weight, or no, very few people carrying a lot of weight. You know, this year it felt yeah. like um, you know, we had some definitely big dollar donos, and we appreciate those. But like I said, five hundred unique donators, um. New, lots of new faces, lots of people first time, lots of people mm-hmm. with great uh, dedications to their grandfathers and grandmothers and moms and dads. And um, I really got an idea of like, you know, this is uh, this disease. We don't like to talk about it, um, but like it, it affects a lot of people's lives. Yeah, more and, than I expected. Like it was amazing to me how many of our guests came on because they had personal experience with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, uh, almost all of them. So I, I, that, that, that meant a lot. And the fact that, you know, we just, just way overperformed, you know, I, I think we got the word out there. Uh, Cure Owls is such a great, a great organization. Um, because, you know, again, a hundred percent, like a lot of charities are efficient when they're like 96, 97% of the funds go to the thing, but because they, their, their board of directors covers all the overhead of the organization, a hundred percent of the money they raise from the public goes mm-hmm. right to the Alzheimer's research, uh, for cure and uh, for treatment. And, uh, they're easy, easy organization to stump for. It's a great cause. I think we had just a perfect blend of a fun slate of movies, a great theme by Jim, good production by Eric and Levi, great interactivity by the community. We're able to bring people on the air, uh, and actually have them, you know, participate in the games by voice. I had some great merch, um, uh, Anna Organa, who if you've, if you've ever showed up to any of our live streams or live watches, she's a constant fixture, donated, uh, I believe six, um, like behind the scenes art. What do you call those? Like art production books, like the art of the yeah. mm-hmm. Spider Verse or the art. I, I think he, she had one for like Dunkirk and, um, the, uh, Avatar movies. Uh, she donated those kind of at the last minute. Um, Who's yeah, our resident shenanigans? Uh, sent in a couple of 3D printed Spider-Man busts. Uh, they they kind of look like they're made out of spider web. It's it's yeah, really cool. It's super cool. Um, we the, the Bald Move donated a couple of uh, Spider-Man DVD or Blu-ray collections. Um, yeah, it, it was a great experience. And uh, thank mm-hmm. you know again if everybody says like oh Jimmy got on air and you did a great job. The reality is. We're just two jackasses watching movies for 24 hours. Like if, if mm-hmm. that first Groundhog Day marathon, if we did that and we'd made 25 bucks, we're like, you know what? We're glad we did that. It was a fun experience. We'll never do that again. Oh, you yeah. fuckers raising thousands and thousands of dollars keep us chained to this wheel. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ever going to get out at this point. Um, well, if we don't make more money next year, I think we'll have to shut it down. <laughs> Is that the thing? We'll keep doing this as long as we keep making more money. We're yeah, in, yeah. We're, we're, you're not locked in here at us. We're locked in here with you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thirty-seven thousand, thirty-seven thousand six hundred eight dollars and fifty cents is insane. I mean, that's just 
I thought it was a lot. We made 10 grand when we started this thing. Like that was way more mm-hmm. money than I thought we could have raised. And we wouldn't have hit it if it wasn't for Freddie C, the the original right. b- b- big hammer dono that just said, fuck it. And we got there. And now we're here seven years later. We had a lot of great concepts uh, for the years to come. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we want to say other than thank you. Like you guys made mm-hmm. this a success. Uh, our community yeah, punches so far above its weight class in terms of I've seen people with 10 times the following get half a donation, uh, half the donations for a similar stunt before. And mm-hmm. I just I'm just always blown away at uh you know, the bald news community's ability, ability to answer when a call to action goes out. Uh, so thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm just completely blown away and humbled. I, I know what else I have to say. I've got a whole conversation with Connor from the Curious Foundation. Do you got anything else, Jim, to talk about? Or should we get right to Connor? No, no just another, you know, big thank you for me as well. I, I, Every year, I'm super worried about it, and every year, you guys crush it. So, yeah, keep, maybe keep doing that. Maybe next year is a treat. We cannot worry about it. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. And now, back with more Bald Move. <laughs> maybe you cannot worry about it. Uh, uh, not built for as that. he snorts into the mic. Um, yeah, uh, we'll 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 get to Connor. Uh, Connor's going to come on to talk about um, the latest in research and development. Uh, um, how we can, um, uh, you, you know, keep our brain sharp in our personal life, and also to formally accept uh, the the money from the community. So uh, let's let's get let's get to that part. All right, joining joining uh, me now, as he's done uh, the last time for several years now since we've been working with Cure Owls, is Connor. Um, welcome back to the podcast, Connor. Uh, before we get started, I, I know a lot of long-term Bald Move fans probably know who you are, have heard you talk uh, on the wrap-up uh, podcast many times, but for the uninitiated, Connor, introduce yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So... My name's Connor. I'm the senior manager of Leadership Gifts and Heroes program at Cure Alzheimer's Fund. And that's a very fancy way of saying that I get to help out with some of our third-party fundraisers, or as we call them, our heroes, much like you guys, because it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to join these wrap-up podcasts the last few years to watch the event grow as much as it has. And you know, we're so grateful for all that you guys do to help support our Alzheimer's research. Connor, can you state for the record that the Bald Move community is populated almost exclusively by heroes? It is exclusively populated <laughs> by heroes. You guys, in fact, I would say superheroes. What you guys Whoa. do is incredible. All right. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice Spider-Man tie in this year. Well, the uh, I want to get this out of the way. Um, we had an amazing, you know, fun drive this year. We set a goal of 25,000, which Jim and I, we always like anytime we're stretching, that was not too much higher than last year's, but still, it's like, yeah, I was like, well, was last year a bumper year because of this, that, and the other? Kind of sweated it. Uh, we raised the grand total after we added all of the bits and subscriptions and the after hours donos and the stragglers that came in. $37,608.50 is the check we're going to be writing to the Cure Owls Fund. It is extraordinary how much you guys are able to raise year in and year out. Like, it really is a testament to the the strength of the Bald Move community, I would say. Like, it's it's a joy to be able to 
even just I turn on the stream. I I don't make it the 24 hours, but just watching everything going on, the chaos of these streams, I would say, is a blast to watch. And it's no wonder you guys have such success. But no, that it, 37,000, it's an incredible amount. And it's going to do a lot of good for helping us move towards an Alzheimer's solution. So thank you, guys. Well, thank you. Uh, it's uh, we we always like to write a big check to you guys. It's something as as we'll talk about, and I've been talking about. It. It's a, it's a near and dear cause to my heart, and it's always interesting. You know, throughout these uh, charity streams, we we always hear like the stories from the Bald Move fans. It's just how many people, like uh, all of the uh, podcast celebrity guests that we had on, had uh, firsthand experience in their uh, intimate family groups. Um, uh, with, with this this disease so it's, i think it really resonates and uh you know you guys are you guys are a really incredibly easy cause to raise money for the fact that uh you know you're such so efficient with the money 100 uh, percent of the funds go into the uh alzheimer's research and, and cures mm -hmm. um there is uh we, we talked about a little bit off the pod you've got some some personal triumphs uh, that you've had in the recent uh uh, 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 uh what recent history recent times yeah, absolutely. No. So the uh, the Swan clan has grown a little bit. So my wife and I just welcomed our first child into the world, a wonderful little baby boy. He's the, the best part of my day. And it's, you know, it, it's now it's there are no words to describe it. It's a it's a wonderful thing. It makes me a little sad to have to go to work in the morning, but it's easy to fundraise for Alzheimer's research when now I've got a little guy that I don't want Alzheimer's to be around for. But that's a that big is... deal. That's the 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 protecting um cuz you know I've gone through this with my grandfather, uh going through it right now with my aunt. Um might be with my father. We'll be talking about that in a bit, but uh yeah, sparing future generations from the devastation. Um I certainly don't want it, but I certainly don't want my son mm -hmm. to have to deal with it. I don't want my son to have to deal with me having Alzheimer's. Exactly. I, I don't want my son to have to deal. So like, I, I think this is, um, I think a cure in our lifetime is an entirely reasonable thing to be expecting. But uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about the drug news later on, but yeah. as bleak as some of it can sound, I can't stress enough how hopeful the entire Alzheimer's community is right now. Like, It feels like we really are on the precipice of a tidal wave of great news and progress towards an Alzheimer's solution. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, next year we're going to have something, but we are absolutely building towards something spectacular. And it's really possible thanks to organizations like Cure Alzheimer's Fund and supporters like you guys. Well, I want to talk about uh, some jaw-dropping research that uh, came across my desk. J actually, I think it was like in the hours before the stream started, I noticed our local affiliate, uh, ABC affiliate, WCPO, had a headline that said, Picking your nose may increase the risk of Alzheimer's disease. I was wondering how many how many thousands of dollars did Cure Al's uh, fund pitch in personally for this all-important research? And uh, what, 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 what are the implications of this groundbreaking study? Oh, all of it. We funded over $27 million in research last year. All of it went towards this one study. So you guys can all rest right. assured. It's what, no, Money well no, spent. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's uh, there. It's always fun to see what the latest Alzheimer's story is going to be. Like there was another one a few years back where it was, I think it was, uh, I'm going to play both sides of the fence. It's either tinfoil caused or prevented Alzheimer's. And I can't remember which it was. So that's a good news for all the tinfoil hat fans out there. But what's kind of funny about this project is you read into it and we can laugh about it because it is such a crazy premise. But 
we've funded a project in the class uh, in the past that theorized that Alzheimer's disease is actually our brain's immune system becoming overactive and uh, fighting off uh, external neuro infections. So theoretically, if they're saying that, you know, you pick your nose, you spread a germ from your finger right close to your brain, then I guess it could be stimulating the Alzheimer's process. So it's who knows? I guess it's a good reason not to pick your nose. Yeah, it's uh, I, it reminds me of the stories that went around about neti pots like five years ago about uh, someone yep. didn't boil their water and they did a neti pot and they uh, uh, amoeba ate their brain. And it yeah, certainly, certainly it can happen. But uh, you'd have to have billions of people squirting pond water up their nose probably to get that. So I, I just thought it was a funny headline. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, something I'll be telling you, know, stop, uh, you can tell your, your kids out there, stop picking your nose. Don't want to don't want to rot your brain. Um, exactly. I don't know what it says about the uh, over six million Americans that have Alzheimer's. If that is the true cause of this disease, like that's a that's a terrifying thought. We're telling on my grandpad and and my aunt here. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to move on. I did want to stick with maybe something that was uh, another thing that uh, God this happened just a couple days before the uh, the 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 marathon and did come up a couple times. The fact that uh, one of the the, the promising drug treatments or one of the newer drug treatments that got uh, approved to treat Alzheimer's, uh, Aduhelm, is that how you pronounce That's that? That's right. Yep. Uh, was got pulled, got got pulled by the FDA. Um, I was wondering how big a setback do you think this is to the cause? Um, and are there any other drugs available um, or upcoming that seem equally, if not more, promising? Yeah. So I'm going to say something that sounds a little contradictory because Aduhelm, I, in my opinion, it's easily the most important drug in the history of Alzheimer's research. And it's also not a big deal that this just got pulled from the shelves. That does seem so, to be a contradiction, Connor. Explain. Yeah. So Adjahelm was basically this is a drug that's aimed at attaching itself to amyloid plaques, one of the hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease in the brain, and removing it from our brains. And that, therefore, it would slow the progression of the disease. Now, if this drug worked perfectly, the idea would be you take it early on in what's called mild cognitive impairment, and then you would never progress past that phase until you were, say, 120, and by that time, something else will have gotten Sure. Now, this drug is important because it was the first therapy to ever receive approval from the FDA for the treatment of Alzheimer's underlying pathology. It's basically saying that, yes, removing amyloid plaques from the brain will delay the onset of Alzheimer's disease. This is something that had been a hotly debated uh, topic for decades, really. Um, it had been the sole focus of research for a while. Organizations like Cure Alzheimer's Fund have diversified to fund a variety of different approaches. But having the FDA say that, yes, we think this is working, that really was a big confirmation that we haven't wasted all this time and we are on the right path. Now, the drug itself, there were questions around how effective it is. It had very messy clinical trial data. In fact, at one point, it was marked as a failure. Then Biogen, the company behind it, ratcheted up the dose for a small pop subject of their population. Those That small subject started to show dramatic improvement over the rest of the clinical trial. So it, they FDA ended up using that data to approve it, but then the scientific community was really split 50-50 as to whether or not that's just bad data or if it was, no, this would work, we just need the higher dosage. And other 
uh, drawbacks to this. It was incredibly expensive. It was going to cost $56,000 a year for people to go get it. It needed to be administered through an IV once a month. It was very uncomfortable to actually receive it. And ultimately, the death blow to this was that Medicare decided they would break from the FDA and not approve it for coverage, Hmm. which meant that this all this cost would fall on the consumer, which Hmm. is really not a tenable solution. And if Medicare had approved it, by the way, it probably would have bankrupted our U.S. healthcare system because of how many people would be taking this at such a high cost. Hmm. Because this isn't a, you know, you take it for one year and you're set. You have to continually go back every single month to get this. So it's a blow in that the first drug to be approved is off the market, but it did pave the way for some better drugs behind it. Uh, For example, there's one that's out there right now called Lakembi. This has received full FDA approval. It's supported by Medicare. It's very promising. It's slowed the progression of Alzheimer's by 30% in their target population. There are some gnarly side effects that still need to be ironed out. None of these drugs are perfect, but we're moving in the right direction. There's also another one called Denenumab. Um, I'm not going to try to spell it off the top of my head. That would be a disaster. <laughs> but that's also expected to be approved by the FDA later this year. Now, these have the same aim. They're both aimed at slowing the person's descent into Alzheimer's disease. They're still on the expensive side, but these drugs seem to lend themselves to becoming much more consumer friendly, quicker than Adjahelm ever would. And we have clear evidence of their efficacy. So this is great news for anyone that's uh, in the mild cognitive impairment stage of the disease, but it's still not enough. There's real hope around improving this treatment to get to the point that you're not getting it until 120, but there's still so much more that needs to be done for the people suffering from Alzheimer's disease right now. Like this is not a cure. This is not something that's reversing the damage that's done. So we still need to be funding research into that area and into the preventive area as well to really perfect it. But it's so it's sad that Adjahelm got pulled, but there are better drugs out there that are doing the same thing as Adjahelm. Well, that's good to hear. And I, I thought uh, I know that look Lacumbi, I think that's something that we've talked yep. about in the last uh, wrap up or two. That was something that's getting closer and closer to the approval and being used. So that's all good news. Is there any um, what, what else? Is, what's, the, what's the latest in Alzheimer's research in the last year or so since we talked? Yeah, so we've had a couple exciting funded projects. We had you know, multiple exciting projects, but I think I would take two or three hours or at least match the marathon time if I went into all of them. But there's one in particular that's, I think, very, very exciting. So it's actually repurposing an existing vaccine to explore if it can fight Alzheimer's. So this vaccine is called uh, the Bacillus Calmet-Garin vaccine, BCG. So I don't have to say that whole thing again. So this was actually a vaccine originally intended to fight tuberculosis. But the scientific community has recognized that it can fight other ailments, most notably and effectively bladder cancer. Now, the benefit, if we can find an existing treatment and switch it to protect against Alzheimer's disease, it's going to get to market much quicker than if we have to build something from scratch. Oh, it's already gone through its uh, uh, any safety tests that it needs to. Sure. It has a distribution system. And these are things that would take a lot of time and money to achieve. Because that's the, now, the human trials, making sure this isn't actually killing people. That's like a big expensive part. And if it's already taken for some other purpose, 
all you got to do, the only barrier you got to do is, is show that it's also efficacious for the new treatment, right? Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. We can go basically straight ahead without too much delay in terms of getting it to market. Mm-hmm. So as we examined some of these uh, studies retroactively of bl- uh, bladder cancer patients, there were markers that this could play a protective role in Alzheimer's disease and a vaccine against Alzheimer's. That's kind of a holy grail of preventative medicine, right? It's something that theoretically anyone could go to get a shot at their doctors and have protection against it. So we sort of broke from what we normally do at Cure Alzheimer's Fund. We try to provide seed funding for the next innovative, bold ideas that are really looking at the underlying pathology of Alzheimer's, trying to identify drug targets to encourage investment from larger funders like the National Institutes of Health, the pharmaceutical companies, biotechs, and then have them take the drug through clinical trials and drug development process. Here, we're actually funding ourselves a small clinical trial at uh, Hadassah Medical Center, which is going to attract 60 people who are uh, not yet showing signs of Alzheimer's, but are from imaging tests expected to develop Alzheimer's. So we're going to track their progress over a couple of years, see if it's had any impact in slowing the progression beyond what we would expect from them, and then be able to see if it's had a meaningful impact on Alzheimer's progression. It's too soon to be confident or overly bullish about any of the results, but it's an ex- it, it's exciting. It's tough not to be excited about the possibility of what this could mean if this works. Yeah, it's so it's really a very efficient, very efficient breakthrough if it can stick stick to it. And that that does happen. Like uh, I, I know there's like a blood pressure medicine um, that later was found out to have a good effect at treating Tourette's. It's like you just never know, you know, when when oh, yeah. stuff like that happens. Um, well, that's that's super exciting because that's something that um, could come to market uh, really early if you guys can demonstrate that effectiveness. Yeah. No. Exactly. And it is. So to, our brains are incredibly complicated. And the more yes. that we've learned, the more questions pop up and the more we realize that, you know, things happening throughout the rest of our body does play a role in our brain health. Mm-hmm. So it's it really is important to continue to attack this disease from every avenue that we can. And that's actually a big uh, priority at Cure Alzheimer's Fund is bringing in researchers to help guide our funding who aren't just Alzheimer's experts, but are experts in other parts of the body as well. Uh, any other things that you want to tout? or? Yeah, I would say one other exciting project that, uh, well, it gets me excited anyways. It pertains to exercise and Alzheimer's disease. So uh, as I said, one of our primary objectives is to fund exciting new ideas and get them the seed funding they need to provide the data to get uh, better follow-on investment. So We've long known that exercise improves our overall health and plays a small protective role against Alzheimer's disease. But now we have a project that we believe shows why it does that. So our funded researchers have identified how irisin, the hormone that our body is released once we exercise, how it interacts with our brains to release a certain enzyme that's actually breaking down these amyloid plaques in our brains. And Now that we know that irisin plays this role in our brains, it becomes a drug target. Now we can go out and say, hey, we know how this works. Um, Large pharmaceutical company, wouldn't it be great to invest millions and millions of dollars to develop a drug around this uh, type of concept? And if this works out, then suddenly we have another drug aimed at preventing Alzheimer's disease. And 
in my pie in the sky science fiction ideas, maybe we have a pill that makes it so we don't even need to exercise. And wouldn't that be great? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of gym bros and, and sisses uh, sending sending emails about. There's there's lots of there's lots of reasons to exercise, but yeah, <laughs> the, the not the, the Alzheimer's thing. Um, if if you have others, we could talk about it. But I also had like a personal question that you know um, might help other bald movers listening too, because I know that's the thing is like we bald movers tend to be kind of Gen X, elder millennials, and we're all mm-hmm. as a cohort moving into the phase of life where our parents are getting older. They're getting gray at the temples. Uh, we're starting to get worried for, for them. Um, my family history, my father, my grandfather died um, in his mid-70s. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in his late 60s. Uh, my aunt currently in a dementia ward uh, in a nursing home back in my hometown. And my dad, so this is something like my grandfather's death traumatized my father. Like it permanently changed. Uh, my dad never did like crosswords brain puzzles stuff sudoku stuff like that I started obsessively doing it and i know you know we talked about this in years past that like that's not the type of mental plasticity that we're looking for necessarily those like repetitive games and things to stay sharp but it's just like he's tried to do a lot of things to stay sharp because he's horrified by that happening to him my sister and i started noticing that dad is starting to get some details wrong, starting to get, you know, repeat himself, have social signs of some slipping. His girlfriend's expressing concern. And just this over Christmas, my dad kind of pulled me aside and said, hey, I'd like for you to get some of these brain supplements, you know, for me off Amazon. Um, And my sister is really wanting my dad to go talk to a doctor, get a diagnosis and all that. My dad... I think for reasons of just like he doesn't think it would help and also it'd be kind of scary to confirm his worst fears if it's like, well, I'm not having a senior moment. No, you actually have Alzheimer's. Um, I will say this. So in a cup to compound question, my dad's 76. Is would he have already started showing it signs of advanced Alzheimer's or is like what 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 are the times that that starts to manifest? And should my sister and I get together and kind of bully my dad into getting a diagnosis like what what material effect would that have in 2024 for him right now what do you think connor yeah of course and it's such a a complicated question and it's such a it's such a complicated disease so first of all i'm so sorry for the the impact it's had on your family i know i lost both of my paternal grandparents to this it's just it's awful loved one go through this disease Mm -hmm. so i I truly hope that it's not the case for your father. But first, what I would say is that, you know, you're absolutely right. Age is the greatest risk factor for Alzheimer's disease. The chances of somebody getting it just increases over time. There is no, uh, there's no one set age that once you pass it, it means that you're in the clear. Oh, so it stinks, but unfortunately we're never truly, past the point of being able to develop Alzheimer's disease and our, the chances of us getting it just go up as we get older. Um, now with that said, 78 is that's older than most people begin to show signs. It tends to, it, most cases begin to show in the early to mid seventies, but that's not all cases. So it's, unfortunate but there is i suppose a chance that he has it and the only way to know for sure is to go and talk to a doctor now in terms of should you do that it's a very personal decision that i would hate to 
tell you one way or another what you should do. What I would say is that if he's interested, going to an Alzheimer's disease research center near you, talking to a neurologist, getting a diagnosis or an imaging, it could open up the possibility of joining clinical trials for some of these newer drugs, which could then potentially help your father or anyone who's afflicted with this disease. It could help stave it off for a little bit longer. But it is, it's such a difficult conversation because we as a society have made it almost embarrassing to get Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. And it's just wrong. I mean, this is something that no one has any control over. It's agnostic to your background, to your race, to your uh, societal status. It doesn't care. It comes for us all the same. It's a terrible disease. And I would hope that anyone out there would know that there is no shame in having Alzheimer's. It's something that millions of people go through. And there are support groups available to help people process what is a very difficult, difficult disease to process. And on memory care supplements, I would say there's, you know, there's some things out there that can help cognition, but always be careful. And even if you want to take supplements, I would recommend bringing them to your doctor and talking with them about the ingredients involved in these pills, because there's the sad reality. There's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there sure. and even well-intentioned companies may slip up on something. So I always speak with your doctor, especially when it concerns brain health. Well, that's depressing, but I do think the thing about yeah. the seeing an Alzheimer's center and because, you know, I think my day, even if it wouldn't help him personally, like adding to data points that might help people in the future, I think that's something that might appeal to him. So I will talk it over with my family uh, and uh, see what we can do. Absolutely. Um, and most states tend to have at least one Alzheimer's disease research center. And if not, some places actually do have collaborations between facilities where you can just share your data that way to, to help researchers looking at this problem from a holistic standpoint. Yeah. So it's, it's a wonderful thing and it's such a difficult thing for families to deal with. And I do apologize to not have a more cheery answer on that. Uh, well, it's the, it's the truth and, you know, getting, getting to the truth to deal with that is, is half the battle. Um, I do, uh, will encourage people cause like, you know, I don't want to just repeat ourselves every year. Last year we had an, especially I think in depth rundown on like the, the, the current state of the research in terms of cause, in terms of the plaques, in terms of the, the neural inflammations and things, the, the different theories. Uh, we went in a pretty deep dive cause I was able to attend a little, um, you know, Q and a session with some of your guys researchers and experts. And, uh, we did the deep dive that last year and in the show notes, I'll put that there. Um, but one thing I thought we could reiterate for people, um, you know, something that's people always have questions aside from refraining from picking your nose, what is the current best understanding evidence, best ways that we can, if you're concerned uh, for yourself, if you're like my father, you want to keep your mind as healthy as possible. What are things we can do individually to delay, or perhaps avoid Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia? Yeah, so I've mentioned it before and it stays true today, but our research leadership group chair, Dr. Rudy Tanzi, a while ago developed uh, the SHIELD model of Alzheimer's, present, uh, Alzheimer's prevention. Now, SHIELD is, of course, a wonderful acronym, but it starts with, so S is sleep. Get your sleep. If you can sleep uh, for your regular eight hours, that is your brain's opportunity to clean itself, to rest from the day and to sort of wipe it 
clean from all of that junk that's built up over the day. I know this is the worst thing to bring up on a say, wrap bad, up bad, podcast. Bad news for the new fathers and mothers oh, <laughs> on the God, podcast yeah, right no, now. Those babies no. are little Alzheimer's terrorists robbing you of your valuable <laughs> plaque cleaning time. Yeah. I know. And that's what I tell my son every day at 2 a.m. when he's woken me up. <laughs> You're the reason I'm going to forget. No, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, it's a tough one to, to get for a lot of people, but it is important to just try to sleep as much as you can. Yeah. Um, second would be handle your stress. Stress is a killer both physically and mentally. Like it's, I know it can be difficult. Nobody can truly ever avoid all stressful situations, but I would just say, try to as best you can to limit it or just find even 10 minutes within the day to just sort of sit and try to, corny as it sounds, find your Zen for just a few minutes to empty your brain and just let your body relax because that pent up stress like that, it's not good for you and it makes it more difficult for your brain to remain healthy. Next, I interact with others. Uh, the pandemic was a killer for this because talking with other people is so important for how mm. your brain perceives the world, for creating new synaptic connections for even just, um, it's going to pair with something later on in this uh, acronym as well, but it's just so important to be out there actually interacting with people. Even through a screen, it's not the same. Like right now, we can't truly look each other in the eyes, right? Like it's, I would have to stare at the little lens and then I'm not really looking at you anymore. Like it's, you miss those small personal cues, but it's still better than nothing. Having a conversation over Zoom, it's important just to keep us from isolating ourselves. So that's also why I'd encourage anyone with, I know free time is tough to come by, but if you're looking to volunteer in any way, going to a senior center or a memory care facility and talking to the patients there it really does wonders for their health. And you're also helping yourself in that way. So it's a wonderful way to give back while being selfish and protecting yourself from Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Next, after that, exercise. We mentioned the study earlier today, but exercise is a great way to help your brain stay healthy. This doesn't need to be uh, running two miles every day. This doesn't need to be you know, setting a personal record on a bench press. This can be as little as 5,000 steps. Go for a walk where you somewhat start to sweat. You don't even need to really sweat, but just move. In mm -hmm. fact, the best thing that we get told, it's, it's not steps, but it's you know how a, a Fitbit or a smartwatch, they'll tell you, hey, it's, uh, you're close to the end of the hour. You got to stand up for a little bit. That's the real type of exercise that does help. It's moving so you're not sitting for prolonged periods of time. So it's just get moving. That L, learn new things. So anything that you can go on, if it's listening to this podcast, if it's watching a National Geographic documentary, reading a book, an article, it can be a, about pop culture, about Alzheimer's, whatever you want, but keep your brain learning new things. Our brains are hungry. It's a muscle, right? Like It wants to learn new ways to make pathways. And that's what you're getting when you're figuring out something new. And I would say, you know, you mentioned uh, the repetition of a Sudoku or a crossword being not necessarily being the best. But if you can keep finding new little brain teasers, then mm -hmm. your brain is learning new strategies to cope with all these games. So if you really love Sudoku, but never do a crossword, just try mixing in crossword week. And then you can go back to your Sudoku and your brain's got to refigure it out a little bit. Right. So you still get that value out of it. 
but it's just the once your brain learns to do something and it becomes second nature, then it's, it's like it lessened. Any yeah. other form of exercise where you kind of plateau if you keep doing the same things, but if you mix it up, do some CrossFit, do some cross training, do some, you know, plyometrics, uh, you can get your gains back. So uh, the brain's yeah. like uh, like a muscle, apparently. Uh, exactly. Except for it's not, but it is. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 in concept, but it, it's really not. Like it's, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and then one simple thing you can do. Sorry, and this one always, I always enjoy it. But if you just start brushing your teeth with the other hand. Like you'll notice it doesn't feel mm, comfortable, sure. but it's your brain trying to make the connections for how to do this. So it's a that's always a, a fun one. And then finally, D stands for diet, 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 diet. So our researchers tend to recommend the Mediterranean diet that's uh, limiting red meat. That's uh, a lot of healthy oils and nuts and uh, fish, brain healthy foods that can really give your brain the support that it needs to remain healthy. And again, nothing is guaranteed to prevent Alzheimer's disease. Just because you have a cheeseburger doesn't mean that your brain is screwed. But these are just some good tips to keep your brain in the best shape possible to fight off Alzheimer's as long as it can. Yeah, and I got to say the last couple of years we've talked about the the shield system and I always mm-hmm. kind of ruefully, you know, it's like I am super stressed out. I don't get a lot of good sleep. Uh, my diet's kind of mm-hmm. terrible. The last year or two, I've actually tried to pry back and try to get a full eight hours of sleep and try to reduce my stress. And I've had a little bit of victories here and there. And uh, just, you know, I want to encourage everybody else listening too, because I do care about you guys, is that like, you know, the best time to get a good night's sleep is your whole life. The second best time is tonight, you know? Uh, So it's like always, don't don't feel like, oh man, I've been, you know, a night owl my whole life. I've been getting by at five or six because I've been through college and then I went into residency and then I went and I had kids and I did... It, it's it's never too late and every every bit little bit you do helps so you know if you're struggling on one just just keep at it you know it's uh just just uh it's a process um but Absolutely. it is something's like i gotta take i should take this serious you know if i got i got this guy giving me the best best science-based evidence of of how i can keep my brain sharp i should probably start doing it so uh this is your reminder your anal reminder to get some more sleep handle your stress get some exercise get your diet learn new things uh, I forget what that. What was the I? Uh, interact with others. Interact with yeah, that's others. Al- that's always the one that trips me up too. And I tried. I actually have this written down on the screen because yeah. I also found I might accidentally misspell shield, and then I really get thrown off for where I am in this. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I before yeah. E, except when you're spelling shield. And yeah, um, <laughs> I yeah I I uh, I appreciate those reminders because that's the thing. It's like just a little bit, you know, and it's hard, especially depending on what stage you are in life. Um, but I'm finding I'm at the stage where my son is getting to where. You know, he'll be thinking about going to college next year and things are kind of slowing down for me. I'm thinking what's next. And I think what's next is take better care of myself. Uh, so absolutely. And as you say, the best time to start is today. Yeah, it's perfectly OK. Whatever you can do helps. Yeah. And uh, stop picking your nose. Bald movers. Okay? Yes. Uh, anything else that you want to share with our community, Connor, before we let you get back to your important work? No, I think we've covered it all. I mean, once again, guys, thank you so so much for continuing to come back year after year to support alzheimer's research as you mentioned at the top a hundred percent of donations from this event are going to be going to labs that are helping us in the path towards an alzheimer's solution and hopefully next year i've got another even more hopeful update for you guys but this is great year in and year out we're so grateful for all of you and i would 
say if anyone has any questions about anything they've heard today or Alzheimer's in general, my contact information is available on our website. Please feel free to reach out with an email. I'm always happy to answer any questions. I yeah, and I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes uh, as well. And yeah, I appreciate please. you putting yourself out there for, for us, Connor. Uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure. You guys make it real easy. Um, you guys are a great charity to to ask money for. Uh, it's I've never had a problem. Feel like oh, you know, I don't know about this, but uh, thanks for doing what you do. Uh, please pass our appreciation and love to everybody at the Cure Owls Fund, and uh, hopefully we can do it even bigger and better next year. Absolutely, I can't wait to see where you guys go from here. All and right, well, my best to Jim. I'll be writing out the check this week. It'll be in the mail by this weekend. And uh, yeah, I know you guys will do good with it. So again, thanks for coming on, Connor. We'll talk to you next year. No problem. Thanks for having me. So again, thanks for Connor for coming on to the podcast. We really appreciate uh, that insight from the company and the recognition. You know, it feels nice to, to get the attaboy from the the peeps we're giving the money to. Um if you do want to take him up on the offer or connect uh, uh, for any questions or whatever, uh, his information is posted in the show notes. Um, yeah, last year's, like I said, last year we did a deeper dive into like uh, the science behind Alzheimer's. And instead of repeating all that, like I'll just we'll just uh, put a link to the previous year's show if you wanted to listen to us go in depth about the plaques and the neural inflammations and all that kind of stuff. But thanks for, again, finally making our Spideython a success. We're definitely going to do it next year. Don't know the exact details and what days and when it'll start and in, but we know we're going to do it. So go ahead and pencil, you know, do, do, do the big old circle around February 2nd because it's going to be within a week of that date. Uh, and we'll definitely let you know it like we did this time. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of money. Give yourselves a round of applause and a pat on the back. Thank you so much. Bald move community unbeated, undefeated. Uh, we'll see you next year.